Welcome to the Pomsky 101 podcast, the official podcast of the Pomsky Owners Association. Whether you're looking for that perfect Pomsky, trying to find a reputable breeder to bring a happy, healthy Pomsky puppy to your home, or already own a Pomsky and are struggling to raise and train the energetic, strong-willed Pomsky breed, this podcast is for you. The Pomsky 101 podcast brings you key insights, lessons, and tips from real Pomsky owners that have been in your shoes, finding and raising the perfect Pomsky. And here's your host, Jake, with the Pomsky Owners Association. Hello and welcome back to the Pomsky 101 podcast presented by the Pomsky Owners Association. I'm Jake, I'm your host, and I'm here to help you find, train, and raise the perfect Pomsky. Today we are covering another important training topic. Today we are going to teach you how to train your Pomsky to stop mouthing and stop play biting. A very important training topic. This is a common behavioral issue in the Pomsky breed and it can be a dangerous one. The Pomsky's teeth are very sharp. It hurts, especially as they get bigger, as they get up to eight months or a year old, their bites start to really hurt. Not to mention Pomsky's are known to chew everything around the house. They're gonna tear up your couch tear up the wooden legs on your table and chairs around the house. They're known to chew just about everything. It can be dangerous, especially if they're chewing wires and things that shouldn't be in their mouth. So very important episode today, teaching two things. Stop your Pomsky from chewing everything and stop them from mouthing and biting you when they're playing. It's a very bad habit. We see it in a lot in Pomsky puppies, especially when they're between eight weeks to eight months old. Even older dogs, if they don't learn this now, they're going to be chewing and play biting forever. So today we're going to teach you how to train your Pomsky not to play bite or mouth anymore. But you are not going to be hearing from me. You are going to be hearing from our friend Dan, otherwise known as Doggy Dan, the famous dog trainer from the online dog trainer team. He is a professional dog trainer. He does this for a living. He's trained hundreds of thousands of dogs. He's even helped me train mine. I've used his video content to train my dogs personally, including this exact audio in this video. I use this on my dogs and it works wonderfully, so I highly recommend it. And the online dog trainer team has given us permission to use this audio to teach our audience for the Pomsky Owners Association audience to train their Pomskys to stop play betting. So thank you to Dan and his team for putting this audio together for us and letting us use this audio. We really appreciate it. And one other thing before you get started, Dan will mention some free videos throughout this audio. I just want to let you know you can download those videos for free over at PomskyOwnersAssociation.com slash Pomsky training course. Here you can download Dan's videos to see some of this in action, see him teaching dogs not to bite and not to play bite or mouth in person. It's great to get the video along with the audio here so you get a little bit of a visual representation of how exactly he is training to go along with these audio tips. So that does it for this introduction. Without further ado, here is Dan to teach you how to stop your Pomsky from play biting and mouthing. Hi there, I'm Doggy Dan from the Online Dog Trainer. Thank you for joining me here today on this free audio coaching session, which is all about mouthing puppies. So uh, mouthing puppies, everything from eight weeks old right through to eight months old. And to be honest, beyond, you know, some some people have 11, 12-month-old dogs who are still running around like little puppies, mouthing and biting you and uh, having a bit of fun. It can be a very frustrating topic. So, uh, you look, when you don't know what you're doing and you don't know why the dogs are doing what they're doing or the puppy's doing what they're doing, it can be a quite terrifying. And I've seen some pretty extreme situations, you know, little puppies with very sharp teeth, terrifying young children and adults. And of course, as the dog gets older, it becomes a bit more serious and a bit more scary. 
I guess the first thing to say is, you know, this method absolutely works. I mean, this is a, a short audio. I'm going to give you some absolutely um, fantastic information. I'm going to absolutely pack it full of uh, 15 minutes of the best. However, it is a journey, you know. I can't give you everything that I know in this short time. So this is like the tip of the iceberg, and I promise you, for those of you who want an amazing puppy or an amazing dog, you keep on this journey. Stay listening till the end, because at the end of this audio... I'll show you where you can get a whole load more information. That's my promise to you, that I'll show you where you can get the real information that you're looking for, because I know some of you are going to have very complex situations. You're going to have quite extreme dogs or extreme puppies, and you're going to need a bit more help, including this foundation, which I'm going to keep touching on, because the foundation is actually the key to having the amazing puppy. So go grab your favorite drink, get settled, maybe grab a pen and paper as well, and let's get into it, because this is what's going to come up in the next 15 minutes. First, I'm going to touch on the real key to stopping mouthing, this one sort of thing that you need to stay focused on to stop your puppy from mouthing you, biting your fingers and your hands and your ankles, all that stuff. Then we're going to have a look at probably the most crazy concept in puppy training regarding mouthing. I think it's a crazy idea. So many people have been told to do this and try this, and it doesn't really make any sense at all. So we'll cover that off, and then we'll have a look at what to do if your um, training all falls apart, if this mouthing puppy goes goes absolutely berserk why that happens that's the important bit as well why it happens and how you can sort of bomb proof everything so that it doesn't happen anymore and uh, as your puppy grows up it all stops and comes to an end so that's what's coming up and remember at the end i'm going to show you this absolute aladdin's cave where you can get so much more information not just about mouthing puppies but about all those other puppy behavioral issues in fact it's a complete puppy training program and if that wasn't enough, I'm actually going to show you where you can go so you can access all of this information for just a single dollar. So let's get into it. The very first step, the first stage, the key to stopping a mouthing puppy is the redirect. The redirect is basically when you move them from mouthing your ankle or your fingers or your hands or your clothes onto something else. You see, it's no good trying to stop your mouthing puppy. They won't stop mouthing. They need to mouth. It's very natural. In the wild, they're all mouthing each other. All the little puppies are mouthing and biting each other, having fun. It's totally natural. And in fact, it actually needs to happen. So the thing that we're really trying to say to your puppy, think of it like this, is you're allowed to mouth toys and in fact other dogs you know they'll allow them to mouth them but we don't want your puppy to be mouthing humans so the redirect is where you take an object and you put it near or in your your puppy's mouth and you give them that now let's just go back a step when your puppy mouths you if you're not ready for it and you suddenly realize they're at your ankle biting you that's where you can make a little noise like a ow However, don't go overboard because if you just keep making lots of noise and energy, it can actually just increase the excitement of your dog when they know they got a response. So I would actually start by making no noise at all, staying very calm and silent. Then I would take the thing that I want my puppy to be redirected onto and I put it simply in their mouth. Now, one little trick you can do if you're struggling to get their attention is you can actually put a very fine smear of something like a, a marmite or something, something which the dog will absolutely love, a, a little bit of a meaty paste or something which you put over the object so that it actually gets their attention. 
Now, the first thing I'd point out about these uh, the objects which you're trying to redirect your puppy onto, it has to be something that they enjoy. So many puppies are redirected onto these absolutely rock-solid, huge pieces of plastic which they have no interest in at all. If your puppy, for example, is wanting to chew the tassels on the bottom of your dress, then what I'd suggest is find something with lots of you know bits of tassel. It might sound a bit crazy, but you know I've gone to the onto the lengths of uh, getting a piece of wool or string, making a sort of a woolen ball where you twine it up and down, or you just go up and down, up and down, up and down, and then bind it round the middle, tie it really tight, and chop the ends so there's all these little bits, and you hang a bit. Of, my puppy absolutely loved it. I felt absolutely fantastic because it didn't cost a penny. The point being, if your dog wants to chew something wooden because they're a bit older and they're chewing the chair legs, it's no good giving them something like a hard piece of plastic or tassels. They probably don't want tassels. They probably want something big, solid and wooden. So you could give them a piece of wood, make sure it's not treated timber. That's not going to be good for your dog. The other thing is you don't have to spend a fortune. You know, I often give my dog pine cones, pieces of wood, branches. Of course, there's always a risk with anything that you give your dog that they could chew it and actually swallow pieces and choke. So there is always a little bit of a risk which you do have to take. However, if you think about it, you know, in nature, these puppies are all chewing natural things that they find. They're chewing pieces of wood and uh, all my dogs have always chewed pieces of wood and we've never had a problem. So just remember, the material that your dog is wanting to chew has to be the, the sort of one that you redirect them onto. And at different stages, they're going to want different things. You don't need to spend a fortune. You know, the old wet tea towel with a knot tied in it is probably one of the most popular little puppy chew toys. Pieces of rope, pine cones, and egg boxes with a tiny little biscuit in the middle when your puppy is very young can be incredibly popular also. Takes, you know, I remember when I had an eight, nine week old puppy, it took him uh, about 10 or 15 minutes to get this one little biscuit out of the uh, egg box. Egg box was in pieces. That was fine. No danger there. So that's the redirect. Very simple. Focus your dog on something else rather than trying to stop them from mouthing because that's not going to work. Now, if you're listening to this and thinking, yeah, I do that. I try that. And my puppy just keeps coming back at me. What I want to do now is just explain why that will be happening. And what it is, is this. It's very subtle. So you have to bear with me here. Trust me. Trust me. I've seen it thousands and thousands of times. And it's not obvious to us humans, but it, it, it works. This is the cause of the problem. If your puppy, and when I say puppy, we could be talking about a 10-week-old puppy. I'm thinking of a 10-week-old staffy I worked with once. If your puppy thinks that they are more important than you want them to. In other words, if they start to climb up that ladder and start thinking, I'm king of the castle, I'm the pack leader, I'm in charge around here, then you will find they just keep coming at you. They don't give up. And this is all part of the, the nature of the dog, that they instinctively try to be the best they can to win these little games, to outwit you, to challenge you, to see if you're strong enough, smart enough, clever enough. And if you've got a smart puppy, then you've really got to know what you're doing. And what I, what I mean by that is you've got to understand how to show your puppy that you are in charge. And this has got nothing to do with growling or shouting or being aggressive or smacking your dog. I don't do that sort of stuff. It's about understanding dog psychology because the more your puppy thinks they're in charge, the more excited they'll get, the more they will start to challenge you, the more they'll start to mouth and bite you and grab your clothes, the less they'll respect you. And basically you can put this stuff in place, but without that foundation – you're probably not going to win. And the beautiful thing about putting this foundation in place and becoming the pack leader is it deals with the cause of the problem. People put this stuff in place and then suddenly 
the puppy stops mouthing, stops challenging, and when you redirect, they just simply take the piece of wood or the toy that you're giving them, and they're happy. So that's what I'm talking about when I'm saying the missing piece of the jigsaw puzzle is this foundation showing your puppy or your dog that you're in charge. Okay, topic number two, the most crazy concept in puppy training. Look, when I first started puppy training and learning about dogs many, many, many years ago, I was taught this concept that you should let your puppy mouth your fingers and your hands and let them bite you. It's called bite inhibition and you let them mouth and bite you. And then as they get older, you start saying, no, that hurts. And if they bite too much, you go, no, don't do that. And then later on, you sort of say to your puppy or your dog, don't bite me anymore. In fact, don't even touch my hands. And at the time, I thought it was very complicated. It hardly made sense because it seemed almost unnatural that we put our hands in the puppy's mouth. And the idea, of course, is to try and show your puppy what a hard bite is and what a soft bite is and encourage them just to do soft bites and then get them to do none at all. So I understand the theory, but it just seemed so complicated and didn't seem to, it shouldn't be that hard. Anyway, what I suggest is think about it like this. If you had a child, would you let your child you know, think about my son. Would I let my son, age two or three years old, mouth people, bite them and say, oh, when they say, oh, your son just bit me. Yeah, he's just learning what a hard bite is and a soft bite is. Well, the point is, we don't ever want your children, your, our children to be biting people, even a soft bite. You certainly don't want them to be biting, biting other um, children. So why do we encourage them to actually do it? Why do we train them to do something that we don't want them to do later on? So I would suggest that the last thing you actually want to be doing is encouraging your puppy to mouth you or bite you. It's crazy. It's a crazy concept. And yet this is what we're doing. We're sticking our hands in their mouths and making lots of noise and screaming and shouting. Puppies get excited. And suddenly we realize we've got a five-month-old puppy who thinks it's hilarious to bite us and run away or just bite us and hang on. So no, don't let your puppy mouth or bite you at all. This then comes back to redirecting your puppy onto something else. So what I'd suggest is this, when you call your puppy over, make sure you have something to give them because puppies do use their mouths to sort of say hello and I love you and interact. You know, we talk as humans and we use our open hands to sort of cuddle. However, puppies use their mouths. So when you're cuddling your puppy, your puppy will immediately turn their head round and sort of try and mouth you. They're trying to be affectionate but uh, we don't really want that to happen. So have something like a tea towel or a toy or a rope, call them over, put that in their mouth. And then as you're cuddling them, they can chew away on that. And you sort of, you know, they're happy, you're happy, you're setting them up to win. Okay, on to topic three, you're gonna have to fly through this time is flying by what to do if it all falls apart and why that happens. If you have a puppy who's mouthing you, biting you, and thinks it's really funny, and you're really getting a little bit scared, maybe that your puppy knows that you're getting scared, and you're starting to think, what on earth do I do when it all goes wrong? What I'd suggest you do is this. Simply take your puppy and put them in timeout. Timeout can be a bathroom, laundry room, somewhere where your puppy's going to be safe, but they're going to be on their own, and it's not much fun. Not really in the garden, that's far too fun. You put them in there, and when they're calm, then you let them out. And why your puppy is really just having a laugh and attacking you. It's not that they hate you, but they, they realize that they've got the upper hand. There's not enough respect there. They just realize that they're winning. They're in charge. They're showing you what to do. They're just ignoring what you're uh, requesting. And the key to all of this, how to stop it, is again, like I say, the missing piece of the jigsaw is this foundation. It's knowing how to give your puppy or your dog the message that they're not in charge. Because what great dog trainers, what great dog owners have learned, 
is if you put that foundation in place, you're dealing with a much calmer dog. A dog who sort of listens to what you say when you request them to, you know, you give them a redirect or you push them away. They calm down and they accept what you're, you're saying. But if you're giving your dog the wrong messages, then you will have a far more challenging puppy, a far more determined puppy, far more exciting puppy who wants to keep coming back at you and challenging you and mouthing you. So if you feel like you're struggling, then you know, look at the cause of the problem as well as trying to just solve the symptoms. So there we have it. The key to stopping mouthing is redirecting your puppy rather than trying to stop it altogether. The most crazy concept regarding mouthing has got to be encouraging your puppy to sort of mouth you gently and then trying to stop them from doing it completely later on. And if it all falls apart, use timeout. And of course, underlying all of this is being the pack leader. Wow, what a great episode. Thank you, Dan, for that audio and those tips to training our Pomsky not to mouth or bite. That is very helpful, a very important topic. Thank you to the online dog trainer team for letting us use this audio and allowing us to share it with the Pomsky Owners Association audience because I believe it is such a powerful message and something that needs to be corrected right away. It's a common behavioral issue with the Pomsky breed. Very common. We see it in pretty much every Pomsky puppy. So it's really important to Start implementing these tips and training your Pomsky not to bite, not to chew. And before you go, just remember, head over to PomskyOwnersAssociation.com slash Pomsky training course to get the videos that Dan mentioned throughout this audio. Or go back to the podcast episode, scroll down to the show notes. We'll post the link right there for you so you can skip over to that link and download the free videos that Dan mentioned to see some of this in action and see how he is training his dogs not to bite, not to play bite, not to mouth. So that does it for this episode. Thank you for listening. I look forward to seeing you on the next episode and I look forward to helping you find, train, and raise the perfect Pomsky. Mm-hmm.